everybody. Welcome to the 83rd episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And before we get started, MathCore Index Fest is less than three weeks away, July 9th and 10th at Beat Kitchen, Chicago. Day one, we've got Black Matter Device, Space Blood, Pains, Fall 50 Feet, Snooze, Old Pets, Sunflower, and the Central, we got Pains replacing Gift from God. Unfortunately, they had the drop, um, but we wish them all the best, naturally. Mm-hmm. So you can look forward to seeing Pains on day one now. And uh, on day two, we've got Frail Body, which features the drummers of Pain, the drummer of Pains, no less. No shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Nick Nick from Pains is also the drummer of Frail Body, so he'll be doing double duty on the fest, so to speak. And uh, as well as Discordia, Sunless, Under the Pier, Cadence Fox, The God Awful Truth, The Sound Against Creation, Future Trash, and Lower Automation. Tickets are twenty dollars for a day for both days, and um, yeah, get your tickets now. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see you there. So shit, what's up with you, Levi? How you, how you, uh, how you living? I'm chilling, chilling. We we've yeah. been hanging out for like an hour and a half, but I feel like I have to ask you that now for the podcast. So I know yeah. you caught me off guard. Uh, yeah, Chris <laughs> and I we 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 uh we have a we have a we have a pretty ongoing ritual now since we are now together in the same room all the time. And it feels so good. It feels so good. Uh, but yeah, we're just uh we uh we do like an hour session on top of Christian's roof. He uh, lives in an apartment complex where he is like that floor right before. The roof? No, yeah, we're the with the top floor. Are you the top the, floor? The top floor life. Yeah. Oh, I guess we just wrap around. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess you are the top floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, get to uh, go up to his. Uh, and dude, it's so crazy. You get to like be up on your roof, like in San Francisco. We're, so, we're yeah. blessed to have roof access yeah. at our place. Yeah, it's not it's not entirely common anymore. I think that people just get annoyed when people are stomping around above their unit, and understandably so. Like, yeah. But we, we get to pregame and enjoy a little bit of a SF view. So yeah, I, I love. Nice. I do love having the uh, having that ritual of just being able to uh, pound a beer and smoke a joint real quick before we, we do the podcast. And, then I'm all loosey goosey. Well, and not on the couch that you're about to record on, which right. we used to do uh, in Stevenson. So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Rest in peace, Stevenson. <laughs> uh, hey, how are you? Oh wow. Uh, Cut well, you off guard, huh? You, you, know, like you, you know how I am, <laughs> but I, for the sake of, for the sake of our listeners, I will tell you. <laughs> yeah, see, that it's it's kind of an unfair question to ask after you've already been here for like two Son hours. Of a bitch. But um, yeah, I'm I'm well, just uh, packing up fucking orders and stressing out about the fest, which is Math Core Index Fest 2022, Chicago Beat Kitchen. Be there, be there, or get beat kitchen. What really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was you know we were halfway there. So we can, I guess we can just go ahead and... and yeah, let's do that. Let's party. So the first band we're going to talk about is Virgin Mother. And Virgin Mother are a noisecore project featuring Seb Alvarez of Meth and Cadence Fox on guitar samples and box. And Nick Kaczynski of Frail Body, again, on bass. And John Carroll of the number 12 Looks Like You and the uh, Sawtooth Crane on percussion. As well as many other collaborators too. I think you mentioned that uh, homie from from Noel was in there. From Noel's in there yep. as well. Is that on the more recent release, Dialect? Yes, I believe. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So this project is. I mean, I think it's been around for a couple of years, but they're just like pumping out a bunch of material as of this year, and it's it's kind of in the same spirit of Meth in that it's like a, a sort of a a collective. It seems. Yes, uh, and also it's meth. If you are, it's it's, it's meth ish. If you are familiar with Seb's voice, um, Seb definitely does not do um, the, the 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 more talky vocals in this, but you just hear the lower tones of Seb um, in the vocals still. Um, also, I, I noticed uh, some more um, vocal collaborations going on. But dude, um, this is completely different. And I would say it's probably a little bit out of Seb's comfort zone, but this is really some good shit. I really enjoyed it. Super like textured, industrial, like yeah, very atmospheric. Definitely. You know, got some good beats when they where they need to be. Um, I, I in a way, it's almost like a, this is like the few times I'm like, oh, these are really good programmed beats. <laughs> I can say, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I don't know. I know exactly our podcast at least. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, there's some sequencing on this on this release that is 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 pretty good. Yeah, this is this is really interesting. It's it's a bit more on the experimental and like noise oriented side than absolutely than meth. I want to say that it's probably difficult to be in like a collective when you're signed to a major label. Is probably the reason that Virgin Mother exists. That's just a guess, but. I think maybe once you're signed like this, you just need something else to just get everything else out in you, you know? Yeah, you have to, like, 
I think some labels like you have to like let them know when you're having a lineup change or whatever. So exactly, exactly. So I think this just sort of allows him to freely compose stuff and then just bring in whomever to collaborate mm-hmm. um naturally uh so this is only four tracks we only have so much to talk about but right. uh it's three tracks actually dialect was four tracks dialect or, i think dialect was actually maybe even six or something but it was more material <laughs> it's i think the number of tracks is completely irrelevant yeah but I, 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 yeah. what's interesting what's noteworthy rather is that this ep that we're discussing right now marrow is more like grind oriented and noise okay. oriented. All right, I don't need to pull it up. Right, Whereas yeah, Morrow is is more like sample based and industrial and and like purely noise oriented. There's like no guitars in that release that I recall. Exactly, exactly. Like um, or no riffs. Uh, you, 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 <laughs> uh, you basically took everything out of my out of, out of my mouth there. So all right, there we go. Yeah. So I mean, they've got a lot to offer. Two different releases in the last couple months that are completely different from one another, but both equally good. I see. I, I I see where they're going. Like I like. There's this much material, slightly different, but I see what's going on here. It's good. Yeah, I mean, there's. I think there's a, quite a bit of similarities to Meth, but it's probably just because for you know I'm fixing it on, on Seb. Doing, I'm gonna say Seb's vocals. Right. You still hear Seb in there. Right, you know, right. His very distinct high register shriek, or uh, it's like a wildcat. <laughs> He was like a wildcat. I like that. And then, of course, there's the spoken word thing that he does as well to kind of like counterpoint the shrieking. And it's still like kind of like the same slidey, wonky guitars. And John Carroll, man, just fucking going insane all over this EP. Like, he basically is doing a blast beat for the entirety of the EP. <laughs> Compared to the last EP, uh, I would say I, I enjoy Marrow more with just this grind aspect. Um, it's, I mean, naturally, I just I like a little more aggression and uh um the, i mean the, the 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 program beats and everything like that were great in the the four track one before this but ultimately marrow um i would say it's like throwing a dart to the wall like i've said before just like as far as choosing a track on this i would choose any three of these tracks i want to say that the first track black orchids has a bit of a black metal feel to it though but like the almost <laughs> i noticed that dude in the black orchids just like yeah Depakote or Depakote, the second track Really, I, I gravitated towards that the most, I think, probably because, like... Ditto. I mean, first of all, I love the squeaky, like, ironing table leg sample. <laughs> it's like... They have... They, it's so perfectly executed Even bef- Even the, the EP before this, they have these, like, nail-on-the-chalkboard-style samples. Like, it's different it's different sounds every time, but, like, there's just certain samples that are just, like... <laughs> You know, just like, <laughs> uh, you know it, it's great fucking love it very yeah, it, eerie very horror uncomfortable just adds this uncomfortable like just like tension to everything mm-hmm. it's great man darkens everything a little bit too it's good yeah for sure yeah there's not a whole lot to unpack here because it's, it's fucking three songs and it's, it barely clears five minutes but also like we didn't get to cover the last EP so everybody just like we're talking about this one go like be prior to Marrow go listen to everything there's what a lot more prior to mother's doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like they they they're busy. So you've got you've got dialect if you're more into like the noise or sample based stuff, and then you've got marrow if you want just like more like you know acoustic drums. Dialect, it's got some fucking good thumping beats. I suggest yeah. you go back to that. I'm not even usually out. one for like industrial or noise based stuff. I kind of like stick to the classics like Nine Inch Nails or whatever. Same. But um, man, yeah, it's it's fucking good. Like I I really did enjoy the directions they they took that stuff. Once again. I've said this a million times, but I enjoy the EPs. They're a little easier to just digest and take in and appreciate, you know? And if you can't get me sold on three tracks, why do I need to listen to fucking 12 tracks for you? Fair enough. So, anyways. Let's give him a track two, though. Depakote. Fucking A. Let's do it. So, we're going to go ahead and play for you Depakote, which is track two from Marrow, which is Virgin Mother's new EP that came out on May 3rd. Here we go.
All right, so that was Depakote, which is track two from Virgin Mother's new EP, Marrow, which came out on May 3rd. So the next band we're going to talk about is Gospel. Woo! Yeah, this is a fucking good one. So Gospel are a screamo prog outfit from Brooklyn, New York, and they just released their first new album in 17 fucking years. I thought it was 15, but 17, we'll take that. Yep. Yeah, so they're back with their, their first new album in quite some time, well over a decade, almost two, called The Loser, which they released on May 13th, which was recorded at God City Studio with Kurt Ballou and Zach Weeks. You really are setting yourself up self up with that name and releasing a record seven, 15 to 17 years after, you know? It's like, you might just be foreshadowing yourself there. I mean... You did not, gospel. I mean, I think that anything that Baloo puts his hand to is going to just, like, sound good. And I think that they brought the the record to the right person because they really... Him and Zach Weeks, who also worked on the new Sunflower record that's coming out in September. Holla. They did a really, really good job on this fucking record. Everything sounds good. And it's such a... Just a, a crazy melding of screamo and prog and... I mean, what, there's like synth elements going on. Yeah, exactly. Like, what what really sets this band apart is not only the keys, like the the, the organ. There's so many so much organ and just like uh, vibraphone textures on all of these tracks. It's I think it's the vocalist as well. Uh, Adam I, Edward Dooling is his name. Yeah, I I overall just um I was a fan of gospel way back in the day, and I just uh it, I'm blown away that they came back with anything. Let alone to come back something with like. A record know, this good the, the, yeah like you, y'all been plotting this this whole time like what's going on here exactly uh the so you but you were a fan of this band before then i didn't know that absolutely yeah oh, okay. i i saw i saw i've seen gospel uh i'd say i think it's three times in minnesota through the years like in my younger years and everything like that um gospel toured with a lot of amazing screamo bands back in the day I gotta say though, it's just this is a little more um, beefed up and just matured and added spice to it all. Like holy fucking shit, this was great. I can't uh, I can't say enough that I can't I can't uh, praise the synth elements enough. It really they, they the the synth it's elements everything. and the organs they blanket the whole fucking album. Mm. It just it is it's top notch, dude. Progressive post hardcore, I guess we'd kind of call this, you know. Definitely, but, yeah. There's there's a lot of elements of prog and screamo and post hardcore for sure. Yeah, the prog, I'm, I'm but all I'm just getting... blended so seamlessly, and then there's like a literally a literal gospel element to it with some of like the organ parts. They, you know what I'm yeah, saying? It's, it's I know, and, I, I see, and yeah, with the, the I think that they I think that the name is probably derived from the vocals the vocal styling as well because it's like. This has probably been beaten to death on the internet elsewhere, but it sounds like a drunken preacher kind of. Go back to earlier gospel; it's not the same. Oh, really? It's just it's some good solid. I mean, I, I mean, I didn't, you, I didn't what, do, what I didn't go back and do yeah, my due diligence. What you're picking up on this album, like it's beefed up. Like I wouldn't say like. I think gospel's name isn't coming from like that. What you're just saying right there. I'm just I'm highly inferring it then. Yeah, but let's give that a tip of the hat and the fucking compliment there. Like holy fuck, gospel! Like it is atmospheric in a way. It's just like it just it fills the room. It's almost like um sometimes I, I feel like it's almost like a chariot uh, track, you know, where it's just like it's like hardcore, but then like there's like yes. fucking a preacher. There's like, a sanctimonious behind. element. Yeah, it's like one hundred like, fucking am I in percent right now. Like I'm, what is happening? I'm like, so glad you said the chariot because yeah. I was saying this whole time. Yeah, there's a level of like almost sanctimoniousness that reminds me of something totally that Josh agree. Gojin would do. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, for sure. I think that's. It's funny that they're, they're from New York because this is like Southern in a way. Exactly. Um, so uh, from that, I, honestly, fucking, uh, he already mentioned uh, the mixing job. I, it, it's amazing. Everything sounds so good. Uh, yeah, this, this is an incredible fucking record. Uh, uh, favorite tracks of mine. I'm just going to go off there. Uh, Bravo and Dear Ghost uh, were two of my favorites. So Those are both very good. Bravo, definitely a bit major highlight for me. That's the opener of the album Absolutely. for our listeners. Uh, very driving with the drums and the organ parts, and a few like mathy bars that really like keep it fun and interesting. Dear Ghost, I think that's probably like the best track on the album, mm-hmm. uh, or one one of my favorite tracks anyway. Speaking of driving momentum, it's just kind of got like a um, just like a that just like keeps going, and then like the. Um, when the organs start like doing the arpeggios, it's it gets so like um, almost like video game music. Word, word, <laughs> word. Like literally the motif off like the organ part, 
it reminds me of a Final Fantasy VII lick, which is a really oddly specific thing. I know, I know, I know, I know. <sighs> okay. Um, I liked SRO quite a bit too. Like the the keys are like really really prominent on that track, and it like like every other track, the vocals take a while to come in, but like when they finally do, it just like really really takes off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is an album where uh, it had my full attention. Where even I mean, I wasn't thinking about like oh the vocal should have been in here like i just everything was very mixed well and just it was balanced this whole album just if you were to tell me they thought about this album for the last 15 years i might believe you you know what i'm saying like, it's it's like that fucking quality too it's just it's it's, it's well thought out it's it's, it's very uh, well it's, thought it's out. balanced it's yeah well right. done and they don't just ride the keys the entire time too like there's like white spaces is almost like more of a traditionally kind of like screamo or almost like rock and roll kind of tune yeah it reminded me a lot of I want to say that um, this is not the first time I'm going to be comparing a band to the Mars Volta, but it reminded me of the Mars Volta in a lot of ways that they like do the harmonized keyboard guitar parts, mm-hmm. like the, those two different instruments are like playing like harmonies. It also reminded me of the Blood Brothers too, in the way that again the, the use of organ and kind of like the sassy vocals. I'm not sure if you've listened to Man Man. Of course. Yeah, but uh, Man Man course. kept coming to mind too. I do, I'm not, man, I think this is the first time I've ever mentioned this, but, like, this album got the Fantano foot and stamp, which is kind of interesting, because, like, it's such a, I feel like this band is so obscure, where I, I just think it's pretty cool that uh, Anthony covered him and gave him a, a high praise as well, so. I, I've been, I gotta say, I've been. <clears throat> we've never really, we don't, we never mentioned the Fantano kind of shit, you know, but, like, this one specifically. But I'm, I'm a fan of Fantano, I'm not gonna lie. Absolutely, like, same here, absolutely. I, I, I def, even if I don't agree with all of his opinions, I really enjoy listening to his assessments. He's, like, a keen observer and a big fan of music, and you can, it's Man all over everything Man fucking listens to the records before right. he fucking, like, whatever he says, he's listening to the records, you know? But I just, this one specifically, I'm like, whoa, he covered gospel? Like, wow, holy fucking I've been, shit. I want to say that I'm, like... I've been berating him online yeah, for oh, years yeah. about oh, yeah. just like Anthony cover more metal music. I definitely tweet at him a lot to fucking to like, hey, you should check this out, dude. Like, yep, good call, man. Good call. He fucking he retweets our shit too, mm-hmm. which is which is cool. So, uh, what track do you think? I think that uh, I had a hard time picking a, a track, but I just want to say that I absolutely love this release. It's it's easily one of the best things I've heard all year. And in fact, something very unusual happened when I discovered the record. I sat through the entire thing on my discovery listen and jammed the entire album from front to back. Like, usually when I discover something I like, I'm like, oh, wish list or, you know, save or yep. whatever. Christian reached out spot. to me and he was like, yo, did you? And then after he, re- he messaged me, he's like, wait, you, you probably know about this right. already. It's like, you son <laughs> of a bitch. Of course I know about this. I was waiting for it. That's sweet. Naivete, of course you knew. Yeah. But yeah, super fucking good. Easily one of my favorite records of the year so far. Um, I want to say I, Bravo or SRO probably. Bravo. Let's just do Bravo. I mean, honestly, I know it's the opener, but um, it's been fifteen years, fifteen, seventeen years. Let's give them the fucking opener. Cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It certainly evokes everything that we were talking about in terms of like the the progressiveness and the prominent organ parts. Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> Discord chat going crazy yep, right a- now. Andy's agreeing with Bravo there. <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and play for you Bravo, which is track one from. Gospel's new album, The Loser, and that came out on and that came out on May thirteenth. Thank you, Holly. Very cool. <laughs> Thank you, Holly. Here we go.
There's a lot of those in the game. Yeah. <laughs> touch him. Cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> All right, so that was Bravo, which is track one from Gospel's new album, The Loser, and that came out on May 13th. So the next band we're going to talk about is Def Club. Def Club are a hardcore punk outfit from San Diego featuring none other than Justin Pearson of The Locust and other bands innumerable. As well as, uh, <laughs> and other bands. I like that. Actually, you, why, know, you, you know a few of them. Yeah, you know, you know who them. he is. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to fucking go through the whole rigmarole. As well as members of Antichrist Demon Corps and more. And they just released their new EP, Bad Songs Forever, on May 6th via 3-1-G, naturally. And you're, I mean, you're, if you know the Locust, you can kind of surmise what this might sound like, considering that Pearson is, is fronting the project. I think maybe we sort of unfairly compared them to the Locust based upon just that in our last review of uh, their their full length. but um, We touched on Holy Molar, but yeah, these are did. two bands that this is what they, you, you put those two together and you're getting this attitude. I mean, but we probably did the same thing as well with Retox, right? We probably did the same <laughs> we probably um, We most assuredly did. Yeah, so I, anyway, so like, oh, whatever. And we had to just be that annoying fanboys who were like, wait, why are we here more yeah. locust? <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, listen, Def Club, this EP specifically. This is fucking holy good. Fucking shit, this I, is great. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, uh, I mean, I love the full length, but I, I there's something about I, I hate to quote you, but yeah, the sort of a, the replayability of this EP is is definitely you mean the, the digestibility of it all, and just getting, just just yeah. getting to sit and just take it in for a second, and then you're done. It's all good. But no, um, uh, the, I feel like Death Death Club, the specifically the style that it goes in. Just like Locust, Holy Molar, all that kind of shit like that. Um, even like some girls back, you know, back when, uh, it's all short and sweet. Um, you know, you can give me twelve tracks, or I'll fucking take a four or five track EP. It's it's all the same to me, you know. Um, but this kind of thing, I just I like to start and finish my shit. And uh, this this one specifically, I really enjoyed. Uh, I love the fucking the cover, Gene Simmons ish right. thing going on with. Mm. There's a lot going on in that cover. It's great. Um. On top, uh, uh, I'm not even segue. I just said cover, so going to the covers, the pixie the covers, fucking pixie the fucking cover pixie covers is the, the fucking best. What a what a great and just so perfect interpretation of that song. It's also, like they put their 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 touch on the song in terms of like the guitar tones. So it's just I was not expecting this pixies track specifically, but 
it's perfect. It's it perfect. It really for them. is. So so uh, wonderfully yeah. executed. I, <laughs> that's I can't. It. That's it. Yeah, Def Club. I, I cannot praise the pixie covers. The pixie cover enough. Like yeah. it's it's so good. Like I, I hate covers where they're trying to like recreate it in its entirety. Like every element of it. It becomes like not fun to hear somebody go through that. It's way more fun to hear like putting their own stamp and like their own spin on it. Also, I've heard enough Where's My Mind covers. If you guys were going to do this, oh, I was yeah. going to fucking find you and fucking come and get you. Like That's a fucking great song. I mean, just because it's on Fight Club yep. it has not ruined the, the track for me personally. Like been covered way too many times, though. I'm a, I'm a huge Pixies fan. Like I've been listening to my, my aunt and my uncle turn me on to them when I was like seven or eight years old, probably. Shout out to your aunt and uncle. They turned me on to so much good music. My, my uncle, Bobby, I got to shout him out just very quickly, he gave me like Modest Mouse in June of 44, a Neutral Milk Hotel, and just like stuff that was like incredibly formative and good. Like I can I can I can vouch on this, Bobby. Shout out. Yeah, dude, awesome. like objectively <laughs> objectively good music recommendations. Uh but yo, um, but yeah. uh, other than other than that I do want to go uh I want to start with just uh, the starting track, uh If You Eat a Rat, It Might Taste Good. Great track. It it, it literally with that fucking thumping drum beat Mm-hmm. And then Justin coming right in, it's like, I'm in Def Club. I know exactly where I'm at. <laughs> I'm chilling. I'm chilling with everybody. It's all right, good. He just pulled up a seat in the Def Club. Yep, yep. Uh, other than that, though, uh, the titles, title, uh, the titles of all the tracks are fucking. But does absurd. it fart? Is great too. It's, track two. It's ridiculous. I think. I think. I think that's actually my favorite track. Track two. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed all three originals. Uh, just there's so much fucking D beat action going on here. The just fucking disgruntled rhythms and just um the literally the the lyrics too very tongue in cheek. You know, um, I, it it was a great fucking EP, man. Man, I love the guitars on this EP, especially like the all the the, the use of effects are so fucking effective and just like building these textures. Like it just creates like this extra like layer of um. Like not like a wall of sound, but yeah, it really just adds a lot. They've got like, I think that's sort of like what sets them apart from the Locust is that there's a lot more. This is like like a lot more effect heavy. Yes, absolutely. I'm filling this in a way, you know, like just like you know, putting in some little fillers in there, little, little gaps, sure. you know. But yeah, um, what track are you thinking? I think we should give them. But does it fart? Or if not that, well, then if I, you I, eat a rat, I, 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 I'd say track. Yeah, let's do that one. I mean, either that or if you eat a rat, it might taste good. There's, nah, <clears throat> I mean, we. The, the, uh, so with this one, I mean, I know last last one I was like saying like let's start with the the, be- the beginner, but let's let's give him the second track. There. Cool, let's do that. So we're gonna play for you, but does it fart? Which is track two from Def Club's new EP, Bad Songs Forever, which came out on May sixth. Here we go. So the next band we're going to talk about is Two Brothers. <laughs> it's just Two Brothers. I was waiting. Who's going to do it first? Who's going to do it Guys, I don't think you can say the fucking band name without conjuring that fucking, that, that rant. Yep. That monologue. But yeah, so Two Brothers just released their new album, Star Thief, on June 17th, which was mastered by Alan Duchess, 
who's worked with many artists, including the Dillinger Escape Plan. And, wow, this shit is just... This is some wild shit, man. The, the shit it's hits... all over, This shit hits way? different. Yep. Yeah, it, it is It is all over the place, but in a way, it's it's cohesive still. You mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Like, they really managed to bring all these elements of, like, post-hardcore and, like, seminal prog with, like, soaring vocals... And then even more like emotive, like lyrical moments that's like kind of more math rock and moments that are kind of like math core or even, dare I say, new metal. Agreed. There's a couple of like new metalisms on this album that I picked up on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's it really is just like it's all over the place stylistically, but they managed to pull all these elements together so, so well. It's um it's very captivating, very um uh it, it, it has my attention the whole time. It it uh it. It's not multi-genred where it's like this, then this, then that. It's just we, you know, we're talking just like prog, mathcore, math rock, post-hardcore. Like these all genres kind of flow together pretty well, where you can kind of transition back and forth, where it's Truly. not going to be too confusing, right? It doesn't feel like a copy paste, basically. Yeah, it, there we go. There we go. Um, ultimately, though, we, yeah, we got some elements of like, fuck, man, let's just drop some fucking names. We got some Delta Sleep action. We got fucking Mars Volta going on. Coheed here. and Cambria. Coheed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're a lot of prog, mathy things going on right now. <laughs> a lot, a lot like of prog that. and math. Yeah, and then like and post hardcore. I would even say like I, I can't I can't like pose like uh think of like a, like a harder band. It's just that they there's a couple parts come into come into like. A, a chunkier part sometimes exactly but, but ultimately exactly. like i would i would compare these bands to like the more proggy you know post-hardcore sound that what's going on here and just truly mix, you know yeah i would say I, I think it's mostly due to the, the vocal range of, of max the guitarist vocalist yeah max's vocal range is like a very high tenor to the point where it's almost to like the a alto nasally, register a little nasally at, at times, times yeah yeah i think but i think maybe that's just also the, the timbre of his voice too gotcha yep but uh, yeah, for sure. Like the the vocals are definitely occupying that higher register, which is what really evokes those Mars Volta and Coheed comparisons for me personally. Agreed. But yeah, they they really do have those like kind of like math rock instrumental moments that are way like softer. They kind of reminded me uh, of Botch at a couple moments too, with mm. like given the the use of pitch shifting and uh, artificial harmonics. During their their very occasional and like sort of very brief heavier moments, there's not too many. I mean, there's the the CP definitely again. Yeah, as you were saying, sort of is more like in that prog realm for like most of the album. Most of the album is like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This shit really does hit different though. I, I really haven't. <clears throat> excuse me, I haven't heard too many other bands like this. It's 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 a it's a new mix of the of the of the genres that we have like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, mm-hmm. I'd say it's a new kind of uh, mixture equation here. Uh, favorite track of mine: uh, "This Room, This Floor." Yeah, that's, that's the one. That that's fucking yeah, one hundred percent. I think I think that track has like got one of like the better arcs, like the better progressions on the album. Yep, agreed. I mean, it more or less like sets the tone for the rest of the album too. It's it's kind of. It's got that like the big vocal hook too with the there's nothing left to say, um, and then the the subsequent breakdown that like then takes that vocal part and makes it screaming, and then it like comes back like more embellished and it just keeps they just keep like developing exactly the the, the, the it's so well written. I dug that breakdown for yeah. sure. Yeah, the progression of that track is is really really nice. Giving up the ghost is pretty good too. I think that's track two, if I'm not mistaken. Good guitar work on the track, definitely like more like classic post hardcore there. The quiet dynamics weren't quite as well executed as they are on other tracks, but when they come into that big riff with like the, it's like more like a, it's like a mathcore breakdown basically at the end of that track with like some kind of like botchy moments, like especially like the pitch shifting. That's the track that I was speaking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Come to think of it, move with the moon was pretty good too. It's it's kind of a further dis- departure still, but it's like radio friendly almost. <laughs> okay, I like that. You know what I'm saying? Yep. yep. It's like alt rock tinge to the point where I was like, this sounds like a tool lick with like you know, cause like the the bass is like sort of driving and like playing the main motif while the guitar is like sort of adding atmosphere. It's a very sort of a tool mechanic. 
Wildly Inappropriate was good, too. I'm not normally one to gravitate towards instrumentals, but fuck me, that's a good yep, instrumental. I dug that instrumental as well. I'll agree with you. Not much for instrumentals, but that took me. Nice little breather, you know? Mm-hmm. I think what really sealed the deal for me on that was the flute. When that damn flute right. comes in. you damn right. They just go off into this great lounge jazz um, tangent for a moment and it's just like it's like one of the best fucking moments on the record shout out to all these random like hardcore genres like using brass and woodwinds and things like that we're it's, here it's, for it's it great. it's amazing yeah i believe that it's important to push the the, the boundaries of instrumentation like yeah. we've we've done everything we can pretty much do with electric guitars it's so that's why it's good to have dow boys just like touring with the violinist even even if sometimes, in particularly in like that case, I feel like it's a bit lost in the mix. But um, I don't know. With with the woodwind in a studio recording, you're gonna hear it like no matter what. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. Uh. What do you think for the track, man? Oh man, I, this is something I've been struggling with all week. I'm not gonna lie. I I am being a little more lazy and uh like uh just like top forties kind of thing. Where I'm I think this room, this room, this floor. floor. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, we both yeah. had like the. That like evoked the, the most emotional response from Absolutely. both of us. So, yep. contrast too, I got to shout that out. The pitch shifting bass, and there's like no guitars on that track, but the fact that like the, the bass is just like driving the riff so fucking hard that, that they don't have to like bring the guitar at all in. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> okay, I just okay. it okay. felt it felt like it felt like a buildup that never ended. I'm not sure if you observed that, but yeah, contrast is only bass. There's no actual guitar on that track. I did not. I didn't. I did not pick up on that. But yeah, we're going to go ahead and give you uh, this this room, this floor, which is track three from Star Thief, which is Two Brothers' new album that came out on June 17th. Here we go.
All right, so that was This Room, This Floor by Two Brothers, and that's off their new album, Star Thief, which came out earlier this month in June. Just two brothers. Just two brothers. And that's when things got kicked into 12th gear. <laughs> uh, two brothers, get back to us. Is this a Rick Yo, and Morty I don't, thing? I don't fucking care what anybody says. That is still some absolutely 100% fucking hysterical shit. It's brilliant. It's so brilliant. funny. Yep. I, I hate the fan base of the show, but, like, fuck me if some of the shit is just not genuinely hysterical. Yep. So the next band we're going to talk about is Burner. And Burner are a chaotic hardcore death metal quartet from London. Oh, good call. I, I'd call, yeah, okay. Yeah get, the, yeah, get the death metal tag in there, too, and I'll explain why in a second. <laughs> and they just released their new EP, A Vision of the End, on June 17th. Uh, talk about their sound. It's, it's it's very much in that Converge esque vein of hardcore. Oh, thank you for saying Converge first. One, definitely, definitely God, that. And that uh, this this band is using the very much like the same kind of like HM2 type guitar textures that you hear from Entombed, and therein lies the death metal kind of crossover element. I think the the Converge Entombed connection. It. Nailed it. Uh, good uh, call shouting out that Entombed as well. The um, buzzsaw. I'd say FFO, I'm going to be new and old school a little bit, but even new school probably isn't, this doesn't apply anymore, but uh, Trap Them and Converge, mm-hmm. I feel, are the most just fucking... That's not right new school it. anymore, old man. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm just, I said there's like, <laughs> well, I did go something past Converge, like Trap Them was like, oh, fuck, they haven't done anything in a while. Like, God damn it. But yeah, so. Uh, We're almost over the hill for our listeners, so, you know. We- my back hurts. My, my, I haven't really gotten, I don't have the back pains yet. I'm so blessed. We'll be dead soon. Right. Yeah. And then all, right. all the suffering will be yep. over. Yep. Um, ultimately, though, uh, I would say Burner, this is a fucking amazing release. Uh, yeah, this oh, is incredibly solid. Opening track, uh, The what, what is this? Ignosis. Uh, th- this is my favorite um, from, from all the tracks. It has my full attention from the start of it. You know, it just like, it pops in and it's like, okay, looks like I'm listening to this whole fucking record. Let's do this. Yeah, th- I mean, you can pretty much pick any one of these tracks and you're probably going to enjoy them equally. But I, I, I got to say, I really gravitated towards the the titular track, A Vision of the End. The title track just has like the strongest showings in terms of like the dynamics between like the moshy, like the, the thrashy and like, you know, riffy opening and then like the artificial harmonic injected breakdown at the end, which is, again, so botch-like. I definitely uh, looked through a few reviews of these guys just to kind of see what was going on. And uh, I noticed um, from two of the reviews uh, that um, they were praised heavily by Kate from uh, Pupil uh, Slicer. Mm. And also uh, in Metal Hammer's... And then um, they were one of uh, Metal Hammer's uh, 12 bands uh, to watch in t- uh, 2022. Not sure why UK it's love 12, there for you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, 12 bands. They're one, you're one of the 12. There you go. Yeah, you couldn't fucking eliminate two of those? Come, I, on, come is on. Is it a two thing? But no, even if it was like a two thing, I like guarantee that half that list that they published are probably not even going to be active in like the next three years. But, but hey, you know, that's cute 12 though. bands. Here we go. Give fucking go, then go the whole nine 20. yards and give us 20. Thank give you. Give me 20. Yeah. Or 20. I, how about this? 22. 2022. Well, give, me, give me something to make sense of the number of 12. I'm like, what's happening? 17 bands <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. to watch over the next five and a half years. 17 and a half bands. Yeah, what kind of half assery is this? Yeah. Metal Hammer. Good. Yeah, I like this. Metal Hammer. Bad. We just, we both just adjust our pants and our fucking overalls right there. Right. <laughs> I was shaking my fist. You couldn't see it, but. <laughs> But uh, overall, though, um, I'm going to say uh, uh, my favorite tracks was uh, the opening track and as well, um, uh, Nothing But War. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Yep. Um, what's the, the song about Rat King or whatever? That one's a good, too. The closer, I think it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the guest vocals on that last track fucking go so hard, too. Like when yep. that, the guest vocals come in during like the breakdown part. Are these guys from London? Or where yeah, they're from London. London? Yeah. Uh, Fucking awesome, man. Love it. Yeah, they're on Church Road Records as well, which is Sammy from Employed to Serve and mm-hmm, Oblivionized mm-hmm, and just, mm-hmm. yeah, consistently picking up all the best bands, just filling the void from, um, I can't even remember the name of the leap. Holy Roar. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, filling filling the, the void left by Holy Roars uh, just really, really well. Just putting out 
all the best UK bands basically at the moment that are not on like fucking you know prosthetic or some mm-hmm, bullshit mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this was this is incredibly solid. I, I like this a lot. I wouldn't like it's not like my normal like kind of like listening stuff, but if you like like death metal and hardcore crossover, I mean, another thing I wanted to, it reminded me of Wolf King in a lot of ways too. How so? I don't know. I think it's just the kind of the heavy metal thing that they would also channel. And Animosity was another one that kept coming to mind as well. Wow. Okay. He's going all over the place. But not not because of, again, just it's the death metal hardcore crossover. Uh, Gulch. I'm just like naming bands now, but like, I swear to God, they all kept jumping into my head while I was listening to this. Wow. Okay. Yeah, again, it's, it's because of the... Um, like the very like the willingness to integrate hardcore and death metal in a new and inventive way that's not like the deathcore formula. Okay, okay. I think that's why, because you can certainly say that about Gulch very easily. I mean, they combine hardcore and death metal. Like, there's elements of old school death metal in there. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, dating myself now, but uh, let's see here. What do you want to? What should we give him? I think a vision of the end is one that I, that I'm gravitating towards. Let's do that. Let's not give him the opener. Let's give him that one. Cool. Yep. So we're going to play for you a vision of the end, which is the title track from, <clears throat> excuse me, Burner's new EP, which came out on June seventeenth. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah. 
Right, so that was A Vision of the End, which is the title track from Burner's new EP. It just came out on the 17th. So the last release that we're going to talk about is the God Awful Truth Under the Pier split. The God Awful Truth is a mathcore quartet from Denton, Texas, and Under the Pier are a mathcore quartet from Baltimore, Maryland. And they just released their, well, they're about to release their new Split EP, uh, for their basically their summer tour split, mm-hmm. uh, which is coming out on Leading July first. What? 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 Leading up to Mathcore Index Fest twenty twenty two. Interesting, huh? Okay. Yeah, so this is just such a fucking a wonderful marriage of of two Mathcore bands that I've like always wanted to see collaborate, uh, and well, they just this is like their best batch of tracks yet too like i can say that with like full confidence christian's not going to mention it so i'm going to say it uh they're both uh on uh, dark Trail, uh, dark trail records which is christian's label That's true. um so it's very fitting um these guys have uh decided to do a split uh and a tour leading up to math core index fest 2022 I think it's fucking very beautiful, and it's amazing. Uh, it's cool to see that kind of shit yeah, happen. Uh, yeah. it's, it's pretty tight. Um, I guess Jesse and Jordan, the vocalists of both bands, have been friends from back in the day. I think Jesse is is from Wichita Falls or something. But uh, yeah, so they, they've they've got that connection from like back in the day too. But yeah, it's like really fucking cool to see them come together on not only a split but a tour leading up to to the fest. You know, I will not ever not say it. Here we go, God of the Truth. Best ever death metal band out of Denton. You know what I'm talking about. Mountain goats. Here we go. All right. Um, so uh, from there, I, I would say uh, myself, uh, we all know this. I love my EPs. Very digestible, short, and just right to the point. Uh, this is exactly that. I get two tracks from mm-hmm. both bands. Um, surprisingly, both bands, I favor the opening tracks of both, not discrediting the second track of each, but I would say they both just come out the door kicking fucking mm. hard, like out of the wall, like Kool-Aid Man, both of them. Um, I would say... Yeah, Married to the Worm, that first God Awful so, Truth is... God Awful Truth, Married to the Worm, so the, the lows that come out immediately 
are ridiculous. And then yeah, I with, love the beginning of that song, and then the way they like launch into like the the artificial harmonic part, and then like the groove that follows that. It's just it's just like classic god awful truth. And then and then with under the pier, uh, the 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 opening track as well. Holy shit! I, I gotta say, I think they've next leveled yet again from the full length on this split. Salvation is a track where it's like wow. Um, under the pier, well done. You got my attention not only with the insert from "It's Always Sunny," but then you immediately just blast into this grindy piece. Mm-hmm. That was like, oh, fucking, that's like shit. Oh, let's go. Yeah, like, that that, that first of all, that that it's always sunny sample. Frank saying, "I got my my wad of uh, my wad of hundreds and my Magnum condoms. I'm ready, ready to, plow. to plow." That is, I can't believe that hasn't been used by another band exactly. before. I mean, it probably has, but like, I haven't heard anybody. I use haven't it. heard it. I haven't exactly. Heard it. Yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. the point. It, that, yeah, that's that's got to be under the peers like best track yet. Like, I fucking I love the breakdown in that. Mm-hmm. It starts off so grindy. Like, the heaviest moments are even heavier, and like the techier like staccato moments are are more so as well. I'm gonna backtrack to God Awful Truth because the second track that you guys uh, did was uh, Fear Is the Mind Killer. Shout out to that Dune reference. So it's amazing. <laughs> Which. Believe it or not, that is a reference that Levi had to point out to me. Fucking rude Dooners. Fucking shout out. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, you really got me there. Like I, I, I feel so I feel so embarrassed. You yep. you out nerded me. Yep. Uh yeah, it's, uh they, they, they call them the rude dooners. So that's what it is. I don't know what that is. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate I appreciate what's happening right now. This is this is this is growth for you. Yep. Um, uh, ultimately, though, dude, uh, this is great. Uh, four tracks, solid. Um, guess we get to see both these bands play in two weeks here yep. in Chicago. Yep. Hopefully, everybody's got the tickets and all that shit too. So, I, I really, I do feel like these are like two of the best of like what the next generation of, of mathcore bands has to offer. Like quality of the music that they put out and the consistency at which they do it, and like this, the level of talent involved in what they do, like. They're they're some of the best, and it's just like so fucking awesome to see them collaborate and put out love it such fucking good music together. Yep, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I gotta I gotta shout out Jesse too on the CP. Jesse would have under the pier. I feel like he really took his next his, his vocals to the next level on on their side of the split too, in particular. Just like really like frenzied. Uh, oh, stylistically, absolutely, yeah. and th- like I said, just um, uh, the the beginning of salvation, just like whoa, yeah, fucking comes right out the fucking gate with this, yeah, yeah, and you'll you'll know. I mean, so I mean, what, I'm overselling it at this point, but yeah. What, what do you think? What, uh, so, what, what's your tracks? I mean, like, are we we'll, gonna... we'll play in the singles that are available now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna go and play for you. Fear is the mind killer by the God Awful Truth and Salvation by Under the Pier, and that's <laughs> off their new split that's coming out on July 1st via Dark Trail Records. Here we go.
magnum condoms. I got my wad of hundreds. I'm ready to plow. <laughs> Fire dog. So, so good. Certified by an for sure. So that was Fear is the Mind Killer and Salvation from the God Awful Truth and Under the Pier. And that's uh, off their new EP that's coming out on July 1st. And it's their tour EP as well. You can catch them on tour starting, I think, on July 3rd, if I'm not mistaken. Doing a Midwest and East Coast tour. Leading up to Math Core Index Fest 2022. Just last reminder uh, on that for this episode, anyway. We're going to say it in future episodes. But uh, Math Core Index Fest 2022, right around the corner, less than three weeks away. July 9th and 10th at Beat Kitchen, Chicago. Get your tickets now. It's only $20 a day. Fucking, mm-hmm. you know, come come and come and go. And, uh, you know, it's like, it's fucking $20. Come and go. Please do show. Yeah. <laughs> right? Now, that's what I call a pitch, Levi. There we go. All right. I like that. Come and go, please do show. <laughs> Shit. Okay, well, uh, I don't think we have anything else to, to plug here, so I guess that about wraps it up for the 83rd episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And my co-host, Levi. And we'll be back again next month with some more sick underground bands. Good night, and stay beautiful. <laughs>